0: to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of El. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. And we are here for our (laughs) six six episode All-Star Superman coverage.
1: Extravaganza. It's going to be a big one. This is a huge undertaking. One that both Connor and I are more than willing to take.
0: Yeah, uh, we we didn't do this... um, this wasn't a request of anyone. This is something we just no. decided to do. Of course. Um, and if I have had doubts when I read like the first issue, those doubts are evaporated, and absolutely, I can't wait to absolutely, yeah, keep doing this.
1: If there's any any um, doubts creeping in, and you just see one of the responses that we got online, and <laughs> that kind of you know evaporates anything that you, you, you any hesitation uh so no very much looking forward to to this um yep. yeah i can't wait but um we, we've got a you know a bit of news i guess ahead before we we get cracking
0: yes also i will point out just a disclaimer if you hear pages slipping it's because i have my um big oversized edition uh, oh in you front show of me. off
1: no because <laughs> no, no. well
0: okay yeah i will show it off actually it's awesome <laughs> absolute edition it's huge it's got a nice intro to the yeah, it's gorgeous. But um, no, it's because I usually I look at online scans, mm-hmm. even if I still own the issue, and I'll still do that a bit, but um, I think it just looks a lot oh, nicer.
1: Absolutely. If I had a, a nice oversized edition, I'd be leaping through that myself.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, but first there is uh, some news and, uh, so obviously, uh, the, the Snyder Cut got around. So Everyone's heard about that by now, but, um,
1: mm.
0: I was going to talk about this anyway. Uh, I joined, so I watched the live commentary for Man of Steel with Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause obviously I, I really like that movie.
1: What time uh, did you get up Connor? Just let the listeners know.
0: No, I, I stayed yeah. up, uh, till 1am. Oh. Uh, so it started at 1am. Over here, and then in the movie finished. Ball. Yep. The movie finished at two, 3:30am, uh, and then there was uh, Henry Cavill popped up, which was like, felt like Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I was like, because cause he's so. You know, he doesn't do social media very much. Mm. He's generally like pretty quiet. The only time we've really heard from him is that men's health thing, and when he promotes The Witcher.
1: Um, How did you take it? Were you in a daze? Were you in a 3.30 a.m. daze when you heard it? When there? Cavill showed up. Yeah, and were you kind of like, I'm half dreaming, or were you...
0: I, was, I don't know. I was very happy. I I thought it was great, and then I thought it was originally going to be like, oh, it's just going to be like, a, you know, Cavill's going to pop up, say hi, and then they'll leave, and they're like, no, they're doing a and a with him, mm. and Snyder, and that was really awesome, um, Awesome. but I'll get to that in a sec, because uh, the, the commentary itself was quite good. It was... Um, like the BVS one, it was good like BVS one, but I found out more with this one mm-hmm. because the Batman vs. Superman one, I generally knew because, you know, I kind of, I've seen the movie a couple of times and I paid attention to it, whereas yeah. the, the, there was still like some things I didn't know, but whereas Man of Steel, uh, it was interesting to get his, Zack Snyder's perspective on some scenes yeah. and stuff like that, which I think there's a few scenes in Man of Steel that are more left up to, people have interpreted quite differently Mm -hmm. um and there's really cool details that he revealed like uh the the room where superman's this is my favorite little tidbit that i found out the room where superman's rocket takes off Mm -hmm. at the start where he's born um can't remember if he's born in the same room i think he might be uh anyway uh in the walls in kryptonian is written a joseph campbell quote um kind of uh from his stuff about like the hero's journey, it's a really nice quote. Okay. Um, and then in Kryptonian on Superman's S in Bambi, Superman is the exact same quote. Okay, and I just think that's really neat because, um, I didn't know that Zack Snyder. Because if uh, anyone who doesn't know, like the Joseph Campbell, uh, Hero of a Thousand Faces is, is like this sort of work on the hero's journey that has been happening through like myths and stories for. You know, ever since uh, Gilgamesh back, I think he's like the f-
1: yeah. We're talking about the the the, uh, the archetypal hero's journey, right? Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. And I think I think what the, like the oldest recorded think, uh work is like Gilgamesh mm-hmm. That's kind of follows that formula. Um, and I didn't know that he used that as such a big inspiration for um, Superman in his movies. So I thought that was interesting because I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, you know, especially like I. You know, especially like characters like uh, Luke Skywalker and Mm -hmm. even Neo. I've heard like they're probably your best represent the
1: modern versions of that particular John Wick formula. (laughs) (laughs) John, I don't know about that. (laughs) I've never Uh, seen the movie, so I I don't know. Um, It's good; he just
0: just kills
1: people and then. (laughs) But uh, the the bigger question, I guess, Connor, that I should be asking you is is that has there been a documented I guess fleshing out of the Kryptonian language. Then, like, if, if this was written right, in Kryptonian, um, is it? Is it like Klingon? Is it? Has it been kind of formulated by someone? And
0: so they, I think they invented, like, they made the alphabet and language for the movie. Is what he said.
1: Oh, okay. Just for, okay.
0: Um, but I think I'm pretty sure there's been like Kryptonian alphabets before,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as well, like before this movie. So. Yeah. You know that is a that is a thing. I don't think mm. it's quite like Klingon. People aren't running around speaking Kryptonian, okay. and they were talking about doing that in the movie, having them speak Kryptonian. That Krypton- would cool, yeah. But they decided against it. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't remember why they decided against it, but they did. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, it was all very interesting. And um, at the end, uh, Cabell showed up. That was great. And part of me was like hoping he would say something about his future as Superman mm, or yeah. someone would ask him about, but they didn't, which was disappointing. Um, but I guess maybe it's probably still like he, he wants to do it. It's yeah. just Warner brothers. Are,
1: well, it's out of his hands really. I mean,
0: yeah, which is, which is annoying. I'm very cross with Warner brothers, for various reasons. And that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not treating Superman well right now. Oh, but, they, aren't.
1: Uh, they aren't. Yeah.
0: Like I, I don't, I don't get it. You know, he's,
1: I don't. Yeah. I, I don't as well. I mean, he's one of the the biggest, the most iconic superheroes, if not the most iconic superhero out there. Uh, I don't know why they're not using him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
0: um, but uh, they t- 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 people people are hoping that with the Snyder Cut announced, that that'll since Henry Cavill notably like wants to keep being. Mm. super um, that that'll push more for a new Superman project with him.
1: How, how old is he pushing now? Because... Uh, well, that, that's what I'm worried there's about. There's always isn't time, there? isn't there? Like, yeah, he, he's keen, and he still looks the part, I'm sure. I mean, I've seen, I'm, I'm just... But he's not going to be young forever. Exactly,
0: exactly. He's 37 right now.
1: Okay, so he's still got a, you know, a
0: few years. As long as he doesn't start balding. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, but it, it's still, it's like... yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, this whole cider cup thing happened, and I guess we'll talk about that because you know it's um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, well, a lot of people wanted it. Yeah. Like, did really you want it? it? And like, did you want it? I just i I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but you,
1: you'd get more Batman. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, Connor. You'd get yes, more Superman, more wouldn't you? You'd get more <laughs> Superman.
0: I guess. Yeah. Um. But it's like, you know um yeah i i I was, I was always pretty neutral on it, like mm. yeah me because... too I mean, really i
1: mean i it's one or the other for me it's not not you know much more than yeah, just another director's cut coming out
0: all preface prefaces with saying like a lot of people the people I know were like really looking forward to it, and they really mm. wanted this to happen and i'm I'm glad it has I'll preface it with that, yeah, but okay. my personal feelings is like. You know, I feel like Man of Steel was the best one. Mm-hmm. And he had diminishing returns for the next two. So Batman v. Superman was really good. Uh, hell, it was like borderline perfect for a while until, the you know, Well so you told stuff. me but,
1: the Ultimate Edition is really good, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah it sucks. Uh, but, um, and then, you know, you got Justice League, which was like, mm. I, I, I enjoyed Justice League. Really? I, I, I didn't, really. I I just thought it was like pff, dumb fun, you know. Yeah,
1: that's the. It best felt it like could I was be,
0: yeah. kind of watching, um, you know, an average Marvel flick. But the difference was, these were characters that I liked.
1: But to be honest, so... as well, it it didn't have enough of the characters which I like of Superman. I, I thought there should yeah. there should have been a lot more of him in there rather than. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There are other things as well. I'm not, I'm not experienced enough in DC, but there the other things of like um, portray- the portrayal of the Flash, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, see, I, you know, too... I like
0: the Flash. I just, I, I wasn't, you know, I just kind of turned my brain off. The thing I didn't like about it really was just um, the really jarring difference between the two directors.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, you yeah.
0: Know, you go from like the what mix, looks like a mix mash, yeah. Someone really trying to make it look like a film, and then you go to like you know, TV-style-looking mm. cinematography from Whedon. Um, and then... And Batman
1: gains, like,
0: yeah. a few pounds.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that and the moustache, which was... Um, yeah, the
0: moustache. Okay, that that is definitely one of my problems with it. I um, wonder, I kind of ignore it. Yeah, but...
1: I wonder if it would have been such a big deal if they hadn't made it such a big deal before. You, you know, because, um, sure, a, a, when you have it in your mind and you, you're just looking at his upper lip every time he's on screen, that does actually affect your enjoyment, experience of the I movie. I think
0: people would have picked up on it. Yeah, but probably not me.
1: as much as if it was made such a big deal of, I thought, like beforehand. Like I like, think,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, it, Dude, it to, was
1: pretty sorry. dodgy, sorry. Yeah, it was a bit dodgy, but, you know, I think the the fact that they, they made it a focus, um, yeah, really hurt it. Um, but yeah. I think it's
0: due to the nature of the, the previous two movies had heavy scrutiny with every single thing they did. Mm. And they were never going to get away with the, that shoddy CGI job. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and not have people notice. Yeah. Um, it's it's memes. So, so. And I will say uh, Henry Cavill did show up with a big mustache on his face. Of course, at the, um, yeah. Which I thought was pretty funny.
1: Yeah.
0: It's funny, they asked Cavill, like, oh, you know, if he wants a cider cut or something. And he did mention, like, he would like to see a version of the movie where, you know, the moustache wasn't a thing.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Wow, yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, so, because for me, like, even before we found out Zack Snyder left and Whedon came on, I didn't think Justice League looked good. Yeah. I, you know, Justice League was following up on all the elements from Batman v Superman that I didn't care for. Yeah. So all, all the all the stuff I found wrong with that and be Superman was going to be full blown and yep. Justice League was like, yep. ugh, you know I don't uh, I don't know. Um, so I was never that excited for it. The from what we saw of it, I didn't think it looked good. But it's kind of gotten this really weirdly huge cult following. Um, as as is
1: with anything, <laughs> anything will have a a cult following. You yeah, know, but if something's was, not widely successful. Then, yeah, if, if something's not widely successful, then there'll be a small band of people kind of um, championing it. But
0: they've they've like it's a small band who've raised a lot of money, and yeah. I know a lot of people who want to see the cider cut like mm. a lot, and it, it's crazy because I'm just in my head, I'm just like, you know, we'll get it, but I don't think it's going to be any. Like I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be better than what we got because it's going to be one vision, one director. It's not going to bloody flip-flop, but Mm. I still don't think it's going to be good. And,
1: you
0: know, I mean, I'll I'll definitely watch it. And if if it's... Unless it's completely abysmal, I will get it physically if it becomes available. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I just... Like I, I don't know, like what what's changed that I guess Snyder's revealed a bunch of his plans and stuff.
1: I don't for know. It. I don't know unless there and I've more... heard his
0: plot leaks and they're they're okay, but
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah, it's just weird. People are wanting this and they're gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be a masterpiece. We finally get to see uh, the.
1: That's a big problem where they're expecting that a director's cut will will save the film. That they or, or turn the film to something that they had hoped it would be, um, yeah. So there might be a lot of people that will be bitterly disappointed. Other people that obviously again will champion it and think that this is fantastic. This is the this is that this is what we should have gotten from the start. All that sort of stuff. Um, and, and you know, full credit to them and and good on them and stuff. But you know, yeah. Um, I guess we'll, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I, I've got no, I've got no expectations for it. I've got no. You know. Yeah,
0: I, I think it's gonna be that. And I hope I'm wrong. I yeah. really hope I'm wrong. If it turns out like I want it to be amazing, you know, mm. why would I not want it to be good? Um I just don't think it's going to be. Yeah. So
1: I mean like you've seen just to, to incidentally as well, i recently I just recently purchased the Blu ray of the Daredevil director's cut uh, yeah. because yeah. the like you, yourself and, and others have said that it just makes a lick of difference. You, you know, and, yeah. and that, that interests me Did because it's like it? how can it change the film so much that it becomes actually yeah. a better film than what it was before? So um, I'm very interested to see. I'm wondering if the Justice League will, will be the same. Um, well... It can certainly... I mean, it proves. I mean, Daredevil can do it. Surely JLA can do it as well.
0: Justice League's going to be a very different movie. Mm. It's going to feel like a different movie because mm. a lot of it was Joss Whedon, especially towards the end. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm And sure, as I said, I'm sure it'll be better than what we got Uh you know, yeah, but and and the other thing is, it's, it's going to be part one of his two part plan. You know, it's still just going to be part one of a two part story. Oh, so what do you
1: mean? As in, so what's part two?
0: Well, he planned he planned the two Justice League, oh, he planned so that, yeah, yeah, which has
1: never come into fruition,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, we're going to get part one, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, that'd you be know, a um, and, and I think people are really like hoping that. This will do well and then he'll make Justice League part two. Mm. But I, I think that is like That's a bit far off extraordinarily unlikely, yeah. especially considering that uh this is not getting a theatrical release, from yes. what I understand. But the other one did. Yep. And then the other one is quote unquote, I guess, will be the canonical one. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I don't know. Um, yes, yes. So yeah, uh, I, don't know. It it's like I don't
1: know. I mean, I'm just hoping for more Superman. Um,
0: I don't know if we'll get more Superman. No, um, because he's still like he's still dead. <laughs> for, yeah. So so what? We're going to be dead for like the first half of the movie. So what do
1: you envisage? What is what is this Snyder cut going to have then? What is it going to well, give us that we that we you know have have yearned for for this? Film? Well,
0: people will say like they want. Like the characters to act properly and not be weirdenized and stuff, um, which I definitely understand.
1: Okay, cause... so you take out all the scenes w- which Whedon has taken over. You replace it with, but is the story going to be much it's... the same? What is the?
0: Well, the story will have dark side in it. Oh, um, for one, because they cut out they cut out any dark side stuff. Um, yeah. I think. Oh, but That's like pretty you cool. know,
1: yeah, and
0: I think um, they'll. Uh, that that stupid vision of the future, or whatever, where Superman gets taken over by the Anti-Life Equation and becomes Darkseid's champion.
1: Was that in JLA? All...
0: No, 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 that was that was hinted at in Batman v Superman. Okay. So I think there might be some of that in okay. the first Justice League. Um, right. But you know, yeah, okay. I hope that doesn't end with like the Superman's Dark Sides champion because, you know, that would be, be another monkey <laughs> paw right there. You want more Henry Cavill Superman it. and it ends up being... Leave it
1: hanging, hanging uh, like that, eh? yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Everyone's super excited, but whatever. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I've, I've actually got to re- re-watch JLA. I've forgotten most of it, really. Um, yeah, so that, that's got to be... Yes, a rewatch. So, when is this Snyder Cut coming out? Is it uh,
0: 2021 on HBO Max, okay. apparently? Okay,
1: I've got some time then. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. No, I mean, that's good. I mean, it's, yeah, no that's really. a big I mean, boon for Superman fans.
0: Yeah, and I think, yeah, I mean, a lot of Superman fans I've seen, besides the ones who probably already like really, really hated the previous two movies, are quite happy. And I I do like how, you know, it's good to see a director get to release his own version yeah. of his movie yeah. instead of, you know, because I, I, I don't think he ever even watched the theatrical release. Yeah, yeah. Said it wasn't his. Um, so well, I think
1: it's good that he gets to put that out there. Absolutely, it's very much um, works both ways though as well. I mean, I've always heard as well, like when this whole fad about director's cuts being starting to, you know, being released and all that, um, which is good. But you know, the way it was angled was that okay, you get to see the director's real vision, sure, as well. But you also get mm-hmm. to see an unedited vision, which doesn't necessarily mean it's a better, better version of the film. Sometimes the theatrical version is better because it actually does trim a lot of the fat that you don't need yeah. um, but um, it is interesting anyway. It's a curiosity to see what the director wanted. I mean um, the
0: other thing is yeah. uh, the, the Batman v Superman director's cut was such a vast improvement yep. over what we got in the theatre. I'm sure that had something to do with the excitement for the Justice League one mm-hmm. as well
1: Yeah, yes, yeah Yeah, sure yeah. Uh
0: but yeah there are some movies are better theatrical. I think the Exorcist theatrical cut is better than the mm, Okay. Yeah. Um director's cut despite including more scenes from the book as a movie the theatrical just flows better.
1: Yeah, and um, a Leon or the Professional by Luc Besson, the director's cut was a waste of time I thought. Really I thought the <laughs> wow. theatrical cut was a lot better. Um it had scenes which really you didn't need I mean you could see obviously that this had nothing to do like with the yeah. to the beats of the film um it didn't add anything to it so yeah so it was a lot better without it um so yeah, yeah there, there are def- definitely examples uh for one or the other
0: yeah but uh even without the Joss Whedon stuff I think uh Zack Snyder's director cuttle like given how good the BBS one was and how much that improved the movie I'm yeah. sure yeah it will improve Justice League.
1: Have you um, have you watched? Um, again, sorry, a little side tangent here, Connor. Lord of the Rings, the yes, the director's cuts and stuff. Have you gone through the effort of going through the theatrical and then the director's cut and then seeing the difference? I and...
0: uh, don't need to because yeah. in the menu for the Blu-ray, it tells you which scenes are okay, extended and stuff. And I have seen both cuts of each movie before. And
1: director's cut there... better. Or...
0: There's an argument for the theatrical cuts flowing better. Okay. Which I can kind of see, but screw that.
1: <laughs> Extended
0: cuts all the way, man. Yeah, like, okay. not,
1: You want more you know, more material.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, all of the... Even if the theatricals throw better, all of the theatricals cut out something that's just, like, too good to not be in the movie mm. or too important for the characters, you know? So I'm always going to say... Okay like especially if you if you're already a fan of water of the Rings yeah. and there's well that's no a big part yeah reason that you wouldn't watch the oh, um, of course
1: you'd be extended. thirsting for more
0: yeah 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 but like even then like I'm a I'm a huge fan of the exorcist yeah but I would still choose to watch the theatrical cut yeah, because right. you know yeah sure so yeah yeah um and also in other news uh the superman man tomorrow mini is still coming out digital online Mm -hmm. buy it one dollar each and uh i have still only read the first three issues Mm -hmm. uh second issue i thought was really great first one i thought as i said was average third one was you know fun um they're not you know they're they're good books like for a dollar you know if you just want some superman pick it up uh so i'm looking forward to the fourth issue and uh yeah, I think I think that's it for like new stuff really. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, obviously some of the stuff in the Man of Steel commentary and stuff, I'll obviously talk about that again whenever we do Man of Steel. So mm-hmm. Um Yeah. But do we want to get onto All Star Superman?
1: Oh absolutely. Let's do it.
0: Shall we fly into the Heart of the Sun?
1: Oh, Yes, of course, let's triple our strength and everything else. Yes. Up up up, up and away. Way. We are Venomaniacs is the Venom Site official
0: podcast
1: for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views about Venom related comics movies, television, animation, and merchandise. We are available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Join us, won't you? Issue one, Faster.
0: Leo Quintum leads a space excavation team to the surface of the sun aboard the ship, the Ray Bradbury. One of the men's body mutates, and he sabotages the ship, courtesy of Lex Luthor. Superman flies to their rescue, exposing his body to 6,000 degrees Fahrenheit. At the Daily Planet, Perry White sees Lois Lane working on an article about Superman saving the crew aboard the Ray Bradbury, even though it hasn't happened yet. They receive information that Lex Luthor has called several rivers to the... Dand with intent to profit from global water, the global water shortage by tampering with the sun. General Lane walks in to find Lex Luthor barking verbal commands to his weapon aboard the Raid Bradbury. Superman arrives on the ship to pull out a living weapon. As he throws it uh, the living weapon, as he throws it into the sun, a large explosion occurs. Superman extends his bioelectric field to help protect the ship and take the brunt of the explosion. At Project Headquarters on the Moon, Leo Quintum is running tests on Superman. While stronger and faster than ever, the exposure to the stellar radiation has overloaded Superman's cells, and Quinton predicts he will soon die. Quinton points out that Luther had used them as bait to get to Superman. Quinton promises he'll find a way with his genetic research to heal or replace Superman. Clark Kent rushes to a meeting at the Daily Planet while Lex Luthor is arrested for the attempted murder during the Sun exploration. Uh... Lois Lane babbles on about her day as Clark continually attempts to interrupt her. Eventually, he grips open his shirt to reveal to her that he is Superman. Um, sorry about that. So there was
1: some odd grammar there. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on the wiki. Wiki, you can never trust him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there's that, but I'm glad they wrote it because I don't want to have to <laughs> it, so. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so I will point out if you haven't read All Star Superman, uh, close the podcast and go read it.
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm,
0: ass- I'm assuming if you're here, you've read it though.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, unless you want to be kind of spoiled, a lot of it, a lot of the appeal is actually to read it and to go through Grant Morrison's wonderful ideas throughout. Um, yeah. His, uh, his wonderful take on Superman, which which I love, and, and I guess we'll get to.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, but you know, so this book, All Star Superman, I mean, uh, very important book to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, c- came at a very significant time in my life. So, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, like I've.
1: So when did it, when was it released, Connor? Two thousand and
0: five, two thousand three. This this I read this after it came
1: 2005. out. 2005. Yep,
0: yep. Okay. Yep, right after it came out. So yeah, and I've I've like complained about All Star Superman on the podcast before, but that's me complaining about like the rabid fans of All Star Superman or people who just try to emulate it uh, mm. or think every single single Superman thing should be like it. And, right. You know right. that sucks. So this this story, as far as I'm concerned, is you know great uh Mm. like this uh, wow that it it was crazy coming across this because i grew up with like you know the chris reevee splash cartoons and i you know had these like superman in the 50s and 60s collections that i read as a kid Mm -hmm. and then at an adult as an adult i come across this book you know yeah. And I'm not I'm not at a good point in my life either.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this book comes along and you know I read it. Here's Superman. He's this character that, you know, was in the innocence and the good times of my childhood and now hey, he's dying.
1: Mm.
0: And you know, a lot of it had like a kind of melancholy tone and seeing all these things from my childhood and seeing Superman and stuff, it was just had a very big impact on me. Yeah and you know so like I've I really love this book I've always loved this book and this is the first time I've ever actually reread it
1: okay. as
0: well so you know
1: yeah yeah I mean that that is that that's great and it's quite remarkable considering like you you did, did follow superman from um an early age and and going through um a lot of his adventures um, and then it hitting at a particular point of your life when you read this, which is um, yeah, which will always have a great significance to to someone who you know mm. who does it. Um, for me, it was very different for me, but um, uh, it's very very much still. I guess I'm um, still very impressed with this issue. Um, th- there was no kind of connection to to any, I guess, formative part of my life for this. It was just a good read in the sense that. Um, Morrison really does for me breathe a lot of fresh um, ideas into, into the Mm. character. Um, Whereas um, what seems to be, it it kind of goes into the usual tropes of the character. Um, Grant Morrison actually just, Turns it about, and uh, and and this whole thing about Superman dying, um, definitely Connor. Like I take that, I take that um, totally respectfully for, for how how you know you encountered it as well. For me, at the time when I read this, which was much later, you, you know, because I'm just a kind of newbie to this, there have been a whole spate of of superhero. The, the end days, you know, and and and, uh, oh, yeah, and silver Silver Surfer Requiem, stuff like that. So so this is not anything new kind to, me, to me. But the big takeaway for this is is Grant Morrison's writing, um yeah. and and just how because um, I I love this whole you know I've mentioned this before about what really does appeal to me for Superman what what appeals to what appeals to me <laughs> how do I say this it's grammatically right um. How Superman appeals to me is his awesome power set right and yeah. and you do get almost a a scientific or formulaic equivalent to it here um which which puts it which makes it even more awe inspiring like we'll we'll get to mm. it but like when he's when he's testing his strength all that sort of stuff <laughs> you know that um I grew up in the in the the days of um if you're a class 100 from the from the handbook of the Marvel Universe, uh, meaning yeah, yeah. you can bench press 100 tons or more, and that's it. And we're talking about Superman here. We're talking about yeah. him pushing what is it, quintillion <laughs> tons? Yeah, you know, and, quintillion, and his upper limit um, is not even known. So all that sort of stuff is just remarkable for me. And and um and Grant Morrison has given it he's given it like a modern edge, you know, because for so long. Superman and and I've read a lot of the earlier stuff has yep. been just known to you mentioned it's a pull planets and stuff like that but yep. to actually quantify it gives it a, a lot mm. more a lot more credence
0: yeah because this this has like uh, you feel like this is a set of rules mm. There's like a set of rules in this universe, as opposed to oh, men might pull planets this issue just because yes. the story, and the next might not. But in this, it's like well, we have not established.
1: It's established, isn't it? Because he, yeah. he's actually been augmented by these the the, the sun's radiation, um, yeah. which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, that was my spiel. I'm sorry about that. I was just no, no. It that's very hard. exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, and we're, so we're both coming from it.
0: Very different, in very angles. different
1: angles. Yeah.
0: Although I guess my angle here is a reread. Uh, my initial, Ray's initial angle would have been uh, probably my recommendation or someone else's, mm. uh, and you know my my initial thing was just kind of stumbling across it. One of yes. those weird yes. fate things, like yep. uh, this is like the perfect book yes. for what was one of the blackest times in my life, yes. and it sort of you, you hear those stories, and this, that's kind of like. One of them, and yeah, uh, this isn't the only book that's kind of had that impact. There was some uh, Daredevil mm-hmm. as well, but the Daredevil was more about hey, you're kind of acting like this guy, maybe you should pull your head in, um, as mm, opposed right. to yes. you know, uplifting, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm sure anybody knows, Daredevil, he's not like the best dude, <laughs> uh, sometimes, but uh, yeah, so yeah, it's interesting because obviously, I since I grew up reading like. Mostly those sort of silver age and bronze age stories. Mm-hmm. Seeing Superman be this powerful is like nothing new to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wasn't like particularly like I was where you know for me it was more about the personal connection I felt with the character, yeah, and just how much I could sort of I don't know like how much he kind of um I don't want to say how much I saw myself in him. I mean, that's true though. How much I saw myself in him. I'm not trying to say I'm you know. Awesome, like Superman. I'm just saying, uh, just what he goes through and stuff like Mm. that.
1: Uh, Well, uh, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, as well, kind of, because if we're we're talking about the actual first issue as well. Oh,
0: don't don't worry. I'm I'm actually I'm still talking about the first issue. Okay,
1: because yeah, okay, okay. Because like Superman, for me, in this first issue, doesn't do too much out of the. To me, this is more of a Lex Lex Luther centric issue. Um, no, it doesn't.
0: But it's the introduction to the whole concept.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And yeah. the diagnosis and stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this was, I will say, I will point out, because um, so, I read through a Grant Morrison interview about this, which is really good. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, it's a link to the last page of the interview, and it has a link to all 10 interviews. They did 10 interviews over time. And each interview is, like, about a page long. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this this was, this was book, these 12 issues were very tightly planned. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really make anything up as they went. It was all planned out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for issue... They deliberately left issue 10 blank because he wanted issue 10 to have every single concept that was in this story put into one issue and be his kind of, like... Okay. Uh, Every uh, like I don't know because this this he says like this is his he's called this like his kind of magnum opus with um you know he wanted to make like the ultimate story for the ultimate superhero and Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's, all this stuff's in the interview it's really really interesting yeah and then issue ten was supposed to portal I don't want to say compress but it was supposed to put all that in one issue and he wanted that one issue to be like his sort of ultimate like achievement right um like he wanted that issue to be the one Mm -hmm. that uh you would just take out and you could uh i'm I'm, just just read the interview he says it better than me because i'm kind of forgetting how he said it but Mm -hmm. it'll make sense when we get to issue 10 because that sort of does have all the concepts in the book in one issue um but for now we're on issue one um, I just want to say, yeah, this is, this is all planned out, which I think is, in a lot of comics, is kind of rare. <laughs> uh,
1: a lot to, of the, time they they end the up, 12 issues? Well, a
0: lot of the time they end up changing stuff as they go. Oh, okay. But right. there was very little that was changed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. throughout this whole book. So we're just wanted to kind of preface with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, if we're looking at it holistically, I think the the good thing about – the interesting for me – um, it, thing is that it is planned out the twelve issues, but all of the twelve issues are, are so different. You, yeah. you know. Yet there is a tying thread between them, and and I think that is a, a testament to to the writing. Um, mm. yeah, rather than yeah, I mean, rather than yeah,
0: they're all they're all linked thematically. Yeah, and character wise, as opposed to through events.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Um. You know, so, like, you have the... When we get to the Bizarro issues, that's, like...
1: Yeah, that's right. I remember them, yeah.
0: That's the kind of depression phase. Mm-hmm. And Grant said he, like, when he wrote those, he was thinking a lot about, like, his dad's death mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, because he... Uh, I think, what what do you say? His dad, like, he watched his... Um, trying to find it. He said something interesting. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? But anyway, like, he, he yes. sort of... He sort of saw his dad lose his mind and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his dad, yeah, winds wides like, incoherence and death and stuff. And so, for instance, you know, this book has a lot of uh, personal stuff for Grant Morrison mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And a lot of – so I'm just using that as an example because that's kind of the theme of the middle issues
1: mm-hmm.
0: is, like, the – despair and stuff like that yeah. whereas you know it's it's kind of like um the long halloween but just not uh you know you would have to be thinking to notice it if that makes sense
1: okay you yeah just, i'm just reading with the long halloween still but yeah you know oh, the long
0: halloween is like the 12 seasons okay for each not the 12 season the 12 months mm-hmm. for each issue whereas if you were just reading this on face value you probably wouldn't pick up on it but if you if you knew about it or if you're really looking into it, you might be able to, you know, Mm. sort of pick, pick up on like all these stories sort of being linked like that. Yeah. And it being like kind of cycle and arc, but uh, yeah, I know I'm getting ahead of it, but it's, I'm just trying to kind of set up the book as well. Yeah. Since this is our first episode on it, we'll be talking about this stuff more as we go on. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah. So for now, let's, Jump back to the first issue, unless
1: you have any thoughts. Yeah, no, no. Just, um, I guess, just the first issue, yeah, basically, and the setup and, and what it really does lay out on the table for, yeah. for this whole series. Um, and for me, it's it's really, I guess, it establishes um, Lex Luthor's um, plan. Um, yes. And, and how, actually, how... Um, thorough and, and well thought, it is because uh, when I was reading this at first, it seemed like natural events, right? Um, but what, mm. for what I understand, then Connor, then so is Lex. Uh, he had that—I don't know what it is—that that kind of beast of a, a, a time bomb. I'm not really sure what that is. Yeah, either, on the expedition, but Lex was planning for Superman, right? To to save Quintum and and the expedition, that's the whole idea, yeah, right? And therefore, and therefore get exposed, himself. yeah. And yeah. therefore, so Lex knew that this chain of events would um, result in Superman dying, basically, or you know, um,
0: yeah. Being and he knew yep. nine minutes in advance because yes, which which is a touch I really love. Like the I monster he's controlling, yes, is saying all the stuff, like even stuff like you know, you have no right to. You know, you fascist Superman, blah, 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 He said all that stuff nine minutes in advance because he knows exactly what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. I, um, I just think it's great that it just it just shows how meticulous Lex Luthor is. Oh, you know, definitely. He's, he's planned it to a T, and even with this um, General Lane, is this Lois's dad? Yes. Yeah, because uh, I know we've touched upon him in the other you know, standard universe and stuff. He's been, he hasn't been a general. He's been more, wasn't he like an agent or something? Mm. Or was he a general? Was I only remember him as a general. Okay, he's always a general. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, but like, um, yeah, I, I love. for me, that the, the big moment for me was this um, interaction between him and the general, and then figuring out um, with it uh, interspersed with the scenes in the expeditionary force. Um, about yeah. how Lex is actually, is the puppet master to this thing. Yes. Yeah. It's cool.
0: It's really good. Yeah. So, so Lex is the one who has finally killed Superman. Um, mm. and he knows it. Yes. Um, you know, so, uh, let's talk about the cover. Mm-hmm. It's a very famous, iconic cover. Um, not like, you know, famous, 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 but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um. Uh, if you if you have an interest in Superman, you would have seen this image a lot,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even if you haven't read the book. And the story behind this, I like the story behind this cover because what what sets this cover out is how relaxed Superman is. Mm-hmm. It's not a heroic pose he's doing. No. It's just he's just hanging out yeah. on these clouds.
1: Yeah,
0: and you know the whole the whole idea being is like if you're invulnerable, you know. Yeah. Um, and he said he met someone Like at 3am or something Dressed as Superman Who was just very relaxed
1: Was so this Frank Quietly? Uh,
0: I think Grant Morrison No, it was okay. just Grant Morrison I think uh-huh. Yeah, he met someone uh, dressed as Superman He was just super relaxed Which is what inspired this cover yeah.
1: um,
0: And for Frank Quietly was like I think his, one of his best friends and stuff To collaborate with So he chose him for this yeah. And I'm assuming like they would have worked very closely together on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, like, so this uh, best origin story, because it's just, like, <laughs> it, he really, I think it's impressive how much he just is able to distill Superman's origin into four panels and a oh, page. Basically. Just, yeah, right. Like, uh, not many words at all. <laughs>
1: And that's great. I mean, like, I didn't want to have to go through all that, like, you know, again. And, and you're right; it's just distilled really succinctly, um, and then you really get into the thrux of the the main story. Yeah, but um, and there's
0: like I on my copy anyway. There's not even a word saying Superman. It just shows a pic, the big double spread of him flying near the sun.
1: Oh, yep, I haven't got that as well. Yep.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so I might be getting mixed up with the movie version where it says Superman. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, and the art's pretty good. Well, I mean, pretty good. It's great.
1: Uh, Yeah, the art's good. I mean, like, Frank Quietly... I don't
0: think the art's as good as the writing, but...
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, No, I I definitely appreciate Frank Quietly's um, artwork. It's not really um, something that I would usually gravitate towards, but I do... I do enjoy looking at it. It reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you ever watched that Eon Flux animated show based on. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah. I watched, I watched the old cartoon in the nineties. I think that's,
1: yeah, that's it. I don't know. For some reason, the facial features and some of the line work on the, um, I don't know. I'm just like the limbs and, and and like the fingers and stuff remind me of of the Eon Flux, um, right. Um, but yeah, no. Th- this art is more than you know. This is this art. Frank Watley, is 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 a great artist. Um, it's very fitting
0: for the story.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there is a fine level of detail. I'm looking at the Lex Luthor again scene with with um, General Lane, and he's in his lair. Um, I just love it, like, the the, the detail of, of all his plans on the wall and just the, yeah. the mess around his room. It's good. So he doesn't leave. He, d- he just doesn't leave the background just for the sake of it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. attention
0: here. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, uh, so I lost my train of thought there because I was flicking through and I got oh. distracted by something else. <laughs> <laughs> I was just um, – it's interesting because there's – People it was reading really the interview, Graham Morrison. People say, like, this is all, like, a kind of, it's a very Silver Age mm-hmm. thing. And it is. Yeah. But uh, Morrison specifically said he didn't make it so it was going to be specifically Silver Age. He took, he read, like, a bunch of years in Superman and just put everything he like the best,
1: yeah. How, how was all it? What
0: spoke to him how, about the character?
1: Yeah, how how was it? Silver Age? Because I don't really see it as, as Silver Age at all. Um,
0: oh, really? Well, just the very um, outlandish uh, stuff, like the very outlandish, um, especially sci-fi stuff.
1: Okay, yeah. You know, with different
0: color right, later on, and his power levels. But I see that uh, very
1: Grant Morrisony in the sense that he he plays on that. And, and he hmm. actually he ta- he takes it further, like yeah, with the, with the green kryptonite stuff. So all these little uh, little details, Grant Morrison has thought about them, and he's okay, he's gone, okay, so well, say for instance, um Superman he's w- augmented his power, okay, so green kryptonite doesn't affect him anymore. Um, yeah. Okay, that's one thing. And this other thing. Okay, he's he's tripled. He, he's two hundred quintillion tons, and and it's still kind of pushing. Um, so and and also he expands his bioelectric field as well, which yeah. I never knew Superman could do. But there's these things which I think that Morrison pushes the boundary as to what Superman can do, mm. and he actually just states it out in in here. And and I, I think it's and and he he has the the room to to play with it because. The premise that he's put Superman in is that he's now his powers are augmented, his intelligence is augmented as well. So he's
0: yeah, which I do like. Yeah,
1: like uh, you know, it just takes me a little time to read all the DNA code. It's only like six trillion, (laughs) you know, things. So, but yeah, for me that's very Grant Morrison, and and it's not Silver Age. It's very well um, stuck on details, and
0: yeah. There's also stuff like I guess it's it's more further on, but there's also like the lowest lane dynamic with Superman Mm -hmm. is very pre-crisis, you know, the sort of dancing around flirting, but she doesn't know his identity. Yeah. And he's always trying to stop her from figuring out he's Clark Kent. Yeah. And um, the most, I think the most pre-crisis of color, like the Silver Age thing for me is like how colorful it is.
1: The colors are beautiful. The colors are, uh, who were the, who's the colorist? Um, That has to be called out because. I believe. Whoever yeah. helped Frank quietly, it's yeah, I loved the colours in this, especially... Uh, Jamie Grant. Jamie Grant. Oh, and yeah, he oh, he's inked. on the front cover. Yeah,
0: he's on the front yeah, cover. Yeah, he inked as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, the colours are awesome. Absolutely awesome.
0: So, and, you know, as we know, the Silver Age is much more colourful than yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you have stuff like, this is later on, but, you know, the sub... Actually, that's not even... Silver Age specifically, but like even the some of the you know Lois Lane becoming Superman for a day stuff like that's very pretty, yeah.
1: That 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 I can that with her costume at the end, I found yeah, kind of very Silver Age. That that was that was the only designs, yeah. Yeah, The the design costume, yeah. The design for her costume was, yeah. But
0: you do, but then you have you know, Steve Lombard is Bronze Age, and you have Cat Grant who was introduced in the Burn Mm -hmm. reboot. And Morrison said he, you know, he thought Byrne did some really good stuff. Like he, he doesn't have Superman, he doesn't have Superboy in this in this yeah. continuity. Superman is not Superboy at any point. Um, you know, so it's kind of a bit of a mishmash. But yeah. I feel like uh, it, on a sort of, uh, I want to say like emotional level, but just I don't know. I, I, it to me it feels overall it feels more like a sort of pre-crisis thing. I feel like it's drawn from that the most, but I believe that would just be because that's what sort of spoke to him the most. But there is definitely like modern stuff here Mm. as well. I believe like there's a doomsday thing at one point, which is, you know, obviously, um, but yeah, that's the beauty of uh, not being limited by continuity. Right. Yes. You can take the best of oh yeah! The stuff
1: you like absolutely, you, you can play around with anything. It's it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So, and, so and, uh, yeah. Morrison. Leo Quintum. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go no, on. No, sorry. Go on. The the equipment.
0: I was just saying, Leo Quintum is. Oh, Quintin, uh, yeah. I think he's an original character for this. He wanted to show like a positive side. He was like his spin on like the Emile Hamilton mm-hmm. sort of character, and he wanted to show like a positive. The, like a Superman having a positive influence on a scientist who's pushed. Oh yeah, is you
1: it? Know? Isn't Hamilton? Isn't he? Doesn't he work with Superman as well? Isn't he positive? He does. Uh,
0: there's there's a specific reason he didn't use Hamilton. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to find it because he does. He pretty much does like a whole page hmm. of that interview on Leo Quintum. Okay. Um. And I just like. <sighs> I can't remember I can't remember why uh, so he you keep talking and yeah. I'll try
1: to find it. oh okay no it's, it's um...
0: I'll still listen to you don't worry
1: <laughs> uh, no I mean so just I, I, I'm just I'm flicking through these these um, pages now and what I actually another one thing I do like about Morrison as well is that um the way he storytells, right he doesn't seem bound to um, inundate us with a lot of dialogue not necessarily like there are some pages where he does but there are some beautiful pages as well where it's just he lets the action the the the, the pictures do the, the talking um and there's this one with superman and that behemoth or the puppet that lex is is um is controlling and he superman tackles him out of that kind of the the, the sphere um and kind of blows him down into yep. the sun where he explodes um and again full credit to Jamie Grant here the colors are brilliant again mm-hmm. um just the yellow just the sun around the sun and how he off plays that so not only just with the yellows and he off plays it with the light blues and the whites because of superman's arctic breath but um previously as well he off plays the um the yellow with um I've been a, a few pages back, with the Expeditionary Force in, in like, a violet hue, a violet and purple right. hue. Uh, just really nice um, colour combinations there. So, I don't I, I know. Yeah. A lot of this has to do... A lot of the appeal for me visually... Um, for this has been the colours like um it's just been really, oh absolutely yeah really well done maybe on par with actually Frank Quietly stuff it's it's really good
0: yeah I mean that 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 shot of Superman saying not if I can help it mm. you know just looking at his costume the proportions and the colours is just yes I really love the way they do his cape in this how it kind of goes over his shoulders mm. yeah yep um that's a touch I really like
1: and the emblem uh, is huge like, it emblem, is, emblem is yeah. massive.
0: And downstairs as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, There seems to be a bit of airbrushing involved in this, right? Um, I don't know the way the colours are applied. uh, Either that or, I guess,
0: digital I would would, would agree.
1: Yeah. There's some sort of, Um, there's a sheen to the, um, you know, to the colouring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's (laughs) there's been comparisons with Willy Wonka. Uh, for Leo Quinton. ah, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, can which, see which it. Morrison said wasn't intentional, but he likes that. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, most crazy fan theories about All Star Superman, he seems to embrace. I think he really likes that people are just, you know, making theories and stuff instead of going like, "No, that's not it." Yeah, um, yeah. Although he does, uh, he does debunk a lot of stuff. Like Superman is not a Christ figure. Yeah. In this, in these books, uh, he says, "I don't know." Like, given a lot of. He's a big fan of like solar gods okay and their myths and all these myths and stuff that uh, like Superman just shares a lot in common with these myths mm-hmm. just because of you know his character and he has created and stuff so yeah uh, but I-, I looked up Leo Quinton and uh, yeah he says it was his at- his attempt to create like an updated take of the Superman scientist friend okay. And he says science so often goes wrong in Superman stories, and I thought it was important to show the potential of science to go right or be elevated by contact with Superman's shining positive spirit. Yeah. And then he like, there's like, there is literally a whole page on Leo Quinton. Um, okay. <laughs> like he, he even starts talking about how like there's a whiff of Lucifer about Leo Quinton, and he starts comparing him to well Lucifer and stuff. And there's yeah. so. There's a lot of thought put into Leo Quintum, and oh, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. He doesn't look like a, um, a a throwaway character at all. Morrison, obviously, um, not only with the character, but what he does as well. Again, there's a lot of thought, and there's a lot of science fiction to it mm. as well. Like um, again, I'm looking at this page with Quintum taking Superman through his um, his creations, and I guess there's that, there's that giant um, Voyager Titan. Uh, that's preparing for deep yeah, space exploration. That. So just these really random things, and like you know, his his uh, blood is eighty percent liquid nitrogen. So again, we get into the whole science of it all. Um, yeah. As well as not only that, he's got like nanites or nanonauts um, uh, are unlocking the mysteries of the cell. So Quintum is doing not only large scale stuff, but he's actually looking at the macro level as well. And yeah. he's got um, you know things. Discovering things within your body, you know, because they're um, the size of blood cells and stuff. So, um, again, so this is again for me like a very Grant Morrison esque thing that he, Mm. his imagination is just going wild. What can I do with science fiction, you know? Yeah. And he he gets to do that with Quintum.
0: And I think one of the reasons this book is, I think, probably the most accessible Grant Morrison work is a lot of Morrisonisms are shared with. All the Superman he's pulling from.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, do you know what I mean? Like,
1: um, so
0: for instance, so like the the, the all these crazy, uh, all this crazy stuff, like the miniature, yep, um, oh yes, and stuff like that. Yeah. That's all stuff. Like this is all stuff that doesn't feel out of the ordinary no. for a Superman yes. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like especially like in the the old like Edmund Hamilton and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I think that's one of the reasons, you know, and uh, what does he say about, yeah, uh, Leo Quintum conjures images of Solar Force, Lions, bringers, and he has elements of a classic trickster figure about him. Um, Because he does wear that, like. He does. Yeah. um, The
1: Willy Wonka-esque, the the coat, the the rainbow-coloured thing. um, Yeah,
0: and Leo will show up later as well, obviously, so he won't, you know, go full on into him. But, uh, yeah, it's a. All, all this stuff is great, and then we get to the um, uh, yeah, no, I'm just, just looking over the pages and stuff. Uh, you know, the, yeah, there's the a nice touch of Lois writing the story before, yeah, because she knows that he'll um, but,
1: but, but I mean, the main thing, sorry, Connor, about with the Quintum and Superman interaction is that he's given the news to Superman as well. Like, yes, sorry,
0: there. we kind of brushed over that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, which so, is I'm, the main kind of, yeah. Place. Yeah. So, uh, all right, you're right, we should do Lydia. Um, so yeah, Superman, he gets the news, you have super cancer. Mm. Uh, which is, um, yeah, no, it sucks, but it's uh, a, I like, you know, Luther used us to kill you, I think I like that line. Yeah, and that, that that page or panel, whatever, is good.
1: But it's such a it's such a really interesting predicament that Superman is in because, like, okay, he's found out that he's dying, but at the same time, his powers have gone off the charts as well. Yeah, and so how does he handle that? What does he do? Can you can only imagine what would be going through his head as well? And and mm-hmm. this bleeds over to issue two as well because he starts kind of thinking about, okay, well. I haven't got much yeah. time, but I've got all this power, you know, with my within my fingertips. So there's a really nice payoff in, in issue two. We'll get to with with him and Lois. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's such a nice. I don't know. It's such a crazy thing. I think for, um, because I'm thinking of the other end of days stuff and the other heroes that find their last days, and they yeah. haven't been in the situation where they're actually. The powers have elevated them to to something greater. So, what do you do? Yeah. Do you use that ability to to try and use your time as much as you can before you you cark it to actually, you know, do something good? Save yeah, or do you try saving yourself? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Wild well,
0: guess is what the Superman does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. yeah, no, that's interesting. And I get Morrison did talk about how he was doing, you know, Superman's death. He didn't want it to be. He wanted it to be, like, a quiet mm. sort of thing. Yeah. Not, like, a sort of explosive affair. Yeah. Uh, just this kind of... Because it is. It's, he doesn't really tell anyone. No. Uh, and it's, like, it's, it doesn't happen with a bang. It's just, like, you know, he's, he's dying from just this illness, really. Yeah. Um, which is, um, as you said, like, this. I believe it's kind of similar in Silver Surfer Requiem. I haven't read that, but I've heard it's... Uh,
1: yeah well he's just dying I, I i don't think he gains any greater power or anything from memory surfing.
0: yeah <laughs> yes. um but uh yeah so I, I do like that the kind of melancholy sort of mm. feeling sometimes uh yeah and i I like that panel of Superman staring out into space, yeah outside he's obviously thinking the big thoughts, but it doesn't tell us what he's thinking,
1: yeah
0: um you know. So, but, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I like uh, the, I'm sure, this lady's a character, but, um, hey. you know, she, you know, when she's, like, reading his DNA and she says it's like Buck.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought
0: that was funny because <laughs> she can, like, hear the yeah, DNA right. or something. That's um, quite
1: nice, actually. Yeah, like, it just shows yeah, how complicated his DNA is. Like, every, yeah, it's, it's even,
0: like, how beautiful it is as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and the Bizarro worker drones, so we get a little little bit of a taste. of mm-hmm. So just this nice kind of a variety of stuff that Quintum has got going for him. Um, yeah, and we see Bizarro obviously later on. So,
0: and Zabaro,
1: Zabaro, yes. yeah, there's
0: someone called Zabaro. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, I love. Uh, do you want to move on to like the Daily Planet stuff? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, oh yeah, Superman does tell him not to uh, tell anyone that he's dying. He has things to do first, but uh, yeah. yeah, so he's going. Uh, you know, Perry is waiting for Kent. He's getting angry. Great Caesar's Ghost, etc. And it's an awesome, There's, you know, sequence of.
1: There is a nice sequence.
0: Yeah. Uh, all the Clark Kent. I mean, all of it just go over, Like the Clark Kent stuff, I really love in this.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, very. It's obviously classic Clark Kent. you yeah. know, bumbling. Uh, inept
1: So he hasn't always been bumbling Like this is how I always see Clark Kent
0: Oh well Like in the John Byrne reboot He stopped being bumbling mm-hmm. And The George Reeves TV show
1: Oh yes Yeah He
0: wasn't really bumbling But like From the get go Superman was Like bumbling That's mm. how he covered up yeah, yeah His identity By being like Complete coward Etc yeah. um, But you know, Then he got cranky That everyone hated him Because he was so inept But Yeah Yeah mm. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so obviously we have the kid and the dog about to be hit by the truck, and we I just noticed Superman in this panel, actually. I didn't see him there before.
1: Which panel are we looking at? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. uh, Bottom right corner, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just swooping in quickly. Right. I mean, but that was implied. I mean, for me... Yeah, I I thought that was obvious from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. But
0: it it is nice to see him there. Yeah, Um,
1: yeah.
0: And then we have the great... uh, Motion page of yeah, art, like, I love that one. Tripping over and
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just because you you do get that sense of the movement. Um, so very very nice use there of of I guess the visuals by quietly. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's great. Um, and I think someone pointed out uh, if you look at there's a, lot, there's a lot of panels where Superman is relaxed when he's in Superman costume. Mm-hmm. And his split curl actually forms an S.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at that now. Yeah, that, that yeah. is
0: an S. It got pointed out to me because it's an introduction in my edition of the oh, book yeah. and he's talking about stuff that he's noticed on his most recent read-through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought that was pretty neat. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, it's like, so just I love little details like that because that's, that's when you know, like, that time has been taken. Yes.
1: Yeah, so man, we don't have any yeah. John
0: Romita Jr. rush jobs here. Uh, <laughs>
1: exactly. Interesting
0: fact, actually. Um, you know, Morrison was originally going to be paired with Jim Lee.
1: Oh, wow. I'm glad project. that that...
0: I don't think it would have worked for No,
1: <laughs> not at all. I mean, Jim Lee is an he's amazing great. artist. He's fantastic. Yeah. I'm not sure whether his layouts and his um his storytelling would have been up to speed, but he's mm. um aesthetically he's, he's a great artist. But yeah.
0: He ended up doing um, Superman for Tomorrow with uh, Azarello instead. Okay, which I not a fan of that book. Um, writing but or art or writing. Okay. The art works great. Yeah, <laughs> the art. The art is like superb. Right. Actually, uh, for anyone who wants to know, you can get the Absolute Edition for forty dollars at QBD right now. Just saying, they're everywhere okay. and they're forty dollars. Some reason, and that's like these things are usually like at least a hundred dollars. Wow. So okay. You know, I mean, I mean, if I had an excess of cash, I would have picked up one for myself because the art's that good. Mm, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kent arrives.
1: Yes, um, and, that's, that's very quick, isn't it? I mean, he does arrive. He, he stumbles into the office. Yeah, um, Falls in, really. Yeah. <laughs> but but this is obviously a play because he'd been running a little late. I mean, he's Superman, but he's late because he had to save someone. And there's that little girl and the dog. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh, which is great. He has five seconds and he does that on the way there, which like, this is stuff we've seen before, but it's presented in a way where it doesn't feel stale.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, like it feels charming and obviously it's due to like just the writing and the artwork and the layouts and stuff. Um, I
1: I think so. I, I think because it's the, um, the context of it, like it's very incidental. Like it's not, yeah, you know, whereas because um, Morrison gives us so much more, like in this, in the lead up to, it. so so these one these scenes they do seem familiar, but in no way do they seem kind of like oh gosh, here we go again because it, it's just yeah, it's just there, like um, and and we've really been given so much from the story. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah, and then the the issue ends with well, the main story of the issue ends with Lex Luther being arrested, but we do yeah. get. An epilogue, I guess, which directly ties into the next issue. Um,
1: yeah. So what um what happens here, Connor? There's um so Clark bumps into that guy in the street, and then like there's a muffler that comes out. Um, is there a car crash?
0: Yeah. So I reading the interview, the interviewer specifically asked about this moment in the book, mm. and it's see the hover like there's like a. That, that's like a hover tram Oh, okay. there. I thought
1: it was just like a monorail or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think um, bottom line as Morrison said, like, something fell off it or something malfunctioned or something. Right. Um, yeah.
1: Okay, right.
0: But, uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, it, it, they did ask that. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it
1: just, bit, I couldn't work it out when I was watch, uh, reading it. Yeah.
0: But obviously it's a great moment, Clark, uh, just being clumsy to save people casually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because obviously it would have landed on this dude's head yes um and yeah i like how lois sticks up for clark as well
1: yes yeah she's not totally der- um you know she doesn't deride him <laughs> yeah so um yeah there's not a lot of derision uh yeah no i, I like lois in 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 this um we'll, we'll get there's a lot more lois in issue two yes um yeah but yeah uh you know this is this is good and and this was i mean i i asked you off air as well cuz i didn't know like you know i fair enough this is an elseworld Elseworlds thing but it's like cuz to me this ending again is like oh that, okay so she doesn't know like it, it felt a little weird for me this ending um only in the sense that um we'd been through this a lot before right with Clark's identity um so yeah,
0: I mean obviously the recent times
1: don't help. Yeah they uh, don't. Yeah they don't help. But um yeah, so I mean it was it is a pretty cool ending anyway because it's like it's a big reveal but like you know there's only so many big reveals of this that you can kind of take. Um so yeah. Um but, yeah. I mean it,
0: it it's a it's supposed to be a big reveal, mm. but it kind of falls flat, right? In the next issue really. Because she
1: doesn't believe it. Him. Does. It does. Well, yeah, it does. For, well, he has to kind of prove himself. Um, yeah, I felt that. Yeah, she didn't believe him. But like, how can you not? I mean, I mean, like, she doesn't believe Superman's Clark Kent, right? That—that's the thing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that, that's only small. This is only small thing. It, it didn't really detract from anything. But it's just that, like, oh, okay, this 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 thing again. Um,
0: I mean, if we want to, if we want to talk about um, Lois not. Thinking that he's Clark after thinking that he's Clark for I many years, some really interesting stuff to talk about there. But I'm not okay. sure if we're really up to that point yet. Okay, yeah. Or we could, because like I mean, he has said that, um, you know, he he thinks Lois subconsciously might have an idea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is Boris. Uh, uh, he says Lois is guessed, but refuses to acknowledge it because it exposes her darkest flaw. She could never love Clark Kent the way she loves Superman.
1: Yeah. Um, okay.
0: Which I think is interesting. Well, and then there's another.
1: She raises a, a good point in the second issue, which we'll get to about like, because um, Clark's saying I, Superman's being, I really want to be honest with you. Well, she go, well, if you are, then you've actually been lying to me <laughs> for all these years. You, you know. Yeah. Um. So the,
0: the whole irony and yeah. crux of this situation, where she doesn't believe him. I think he he also said this, which I thought was very really interesting. Like yeah. that's. That's kind of the that's kind of her sort of revenge on Superman, because he's lied to her for so long and tried to cover it up. That when he finally wants her to know, yeah. she doesn't believe him. Yeah, yeah. you know. Right, okay. And I think that's a really cool way to sort of end that dynamic. <laughs> Very spiteful. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So not exactly fairy tale, but we'll get there. Mm. Um. So yeah, that was issue one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the shirt rip's always nice.
1: Yeah. Uh you know. And the nice little um I like it the little non panel at the end of the dropped yeah. dropped fruit and the groceries and stuff. Really cool. Yes.
0: Uh so issue one was like uh it was all set up. Yes. But yeah. you know, uh have a lot of nice character moments and stuff in there as well, but yeah, just establish like, you know, where we're at who these people are, stuff like that. So we do have uh well I guess these aren't called issues, they're called episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have the synopsis up on your end?
1: Uh, I did, let me see I had it on, yep Um, I can certainly take us through the second episode Sweet, it's a great title (laughs) Uh, Superman's Forbidden Room Hmm, just like mine (laughs) And so, anyway this is the synopsis Superman flies a bewildered Lois Lane out to his Fortress of Solitude. She's still in disbelief that he's finally revealed his true identity as being Superman and still wants to believe it is just a trick. When Superman picks up the key to open the door, Lois can't believe he just leaves the key lying around. When she attempts to pick up the key and it won't budge, Superman reveals it is made of a super-dense dwarf star and no one on the planet can pick it up besides him. Lois takes a shower and preps in the fortress, still contemplating how Superman and Clark Kent could be the same person. Superman stops by and gives her a tour of the fortress including the Mirror of Truth, City of Candor, Time, Telescope and a Sun Eater. When Lois stumbles upon a room with replicas that look like her and Superman, she feels queasy as Superman tells her this room is off limits. They have dinner together as he explains more about his past lois retires to her room and psychs herself out as she thinks about what's happening in the hidden room and potential evil plans she decides to grab the kryptonite laser and uh, she saw earlier she stands outside of the off-limits room and blasts superman with a gun when he opens the door They are both surprised that Superman's recent physical changes seem to have made him immune to green kryptonite. Superman escorts Lois into his experiment room to reveal her birthday present. He's developed a super serum that will allow Lois to have his powers for one day. He shows her a super suit he has made for her. So yeah.
0: All right. Um, so two, we got uh, a yeah. yeah. Things are moving along with the different aspects of Superman's life, I suppose. Mm. So we have a Lois Lane um, right now, and the I, I like the
1: cover. Yeah, the covers. The cover really good. Um, just yeah, again the colouring and, and quietly uh, he does he does a really good Lois Lane. I reckon um, she looks quite yeah. different from many of the other Loises I've seen before.
0: But she still looks like Lois, at least. Mm, yeah. Despite looking, you know, different, I think, which is good. Yeah. I right. love how uh Superman casts a sinister shadow in the cover.
1: Oh, I didn't notice that. In the foreground and the, the sorry, the background. Um yeah. his foreground. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. It's it's good and just him hunched over like a yeah. mad scientist. <laughs> um, so so much of this though, um, I guess was um a bit of misunderstanding from Lois. She does. She does, as the synopsis says. She does work herself up a little bit. I think.
0: Well, she gets infected by those. Spores, That's right, and which make her super paranoid. paranoid. Yes, you're yeah. right. which
1: which is explained by Superman a bit later. So that that is good. Um, yeah. Yeah, but no, this is good. So th- this was very much uh, so after the setup of issue one. This is very much a a, a relationship centric issue with uh superman and lois how they both are kind of dealing with the fact that superman has revealed his his secret identity now to lois um and she's privy now to the fortress of solitude which i think is a character in itself for this issue yes (laughs) Uh, it's so much fun actually to go through it um i really love uh
0: the opening yeah him carrying a car and oh, oh yeah. my god, that page of the fortress, yeah, with the door—that is your like favourite fortress,
1: big. isn't it? Yeah,
0: um, yeah. He's using—he's very much using the classic yes. style fortress, not the uh, uh,
1: crystalline.
0: Yeah. Oh god, yeah.
1: the soulless
0: <laughs> fortress yeah. um, with no personality. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, with the with the big Superman door and stuff. Obviously, though, he's which I like. He got rid of the big key and he we'll uh, see, made you, that.
1: Yes, absolutely. And again. Th- pretty funny. Um, yeah, and again this is for me is a, a a morrison kind of play on the classic on the on the lore, you know, yeah. and I love the idea of this dwarf star being so dense that it's a little key <laughs> and only superman can still lift it. It's it's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love you can see it. the
0: cracks in the ground. Yeah, because
1: like, he, obviously he's, wow. he's not put it on the ground there before. It <laughs> okay. looks heavy. It looks heavy, which I think so. Well, is, uh... and I want to call out, Frank, quietly, There's that um, when Superman picks it up, you can see him straining his hand. Mm. You can see the bones yeah. and the muscles and the tendons just kind of stressing as he lifts it up. So, yeah, there's a bit of weight to it. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah, he, he takes her in her car. It's more comfortable, I guess, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that beautiful dusk shot of the fortress and stuff. Um, and, you know, we go in the fortress, Superman's Forbidden Room, you know, all his knickknacks there.
1: And all his robots his giant as well.
0: Giant penny, the bottled city of Kandor. Yeah. See, th- um, this is
1: what fascinates me, this this aspect of Superman as well, Connor. Like, it's not only just his his power within himself, but he has this other thing with his fortress, which um, we've touched yeah. upon. And, and I've come across with, what is it? It's Superman versus. Predator or something, aliens and Predator. You know that thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you see more of it. But the thing with he's got robots and there's stuff in his fortress. Uh, this stuff is is fun to to look at.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, as like one of more, one of Morrison's more famous things, he says, you know. Well, you know, uh, with Superman being the everyman, mm. um, the, the full quotes in the interview as well. But like, uh, you know, we all have, we all want to have our, we all have our fortress of solitude with like all our collectibles and stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, yeah. Then we just like hang out and relax in And it's the exact same for him. And you know, except his collectibles are probably more impressive than ours. Yeah. Uh, I really love the life-size chest set he has.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at that now. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got his <laughs> own Batman. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, he has, like, a Batman, a Lois, and then he has, you know, your, your Brainiac, Bizarro, and Luthor. Um, Jimmy
1: as well, and uh, and Perry. It, yeah, seems yeah,
0: so... So, so all his friends and allies versus all his <laughs> dastardly villains. Um,
1: is that is that huge Penny, like a play on Batman's cave as well? Yeah, that's...
0: Because that, that, like, the, the Penny is definitely... Um, Batman. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember, like, was it in Superman's Fortress at any point? Yeah. If it was, then I'm forgetting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess the, the idea is this is in the future, though. Maybe Batman gave it to him or something. Like, what I would okay. really love yeah. is if they did an annotated version of this. <laughs> yeah. Because I would love to, you know, know exactly what all these references mm. are and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, like, the petty did throw me a bit because I, I don't, I personally don't remember a penny in the Superman Fortress. So yeah. you can have like a book uh, on the shelf of Superman's Fortress. And I don't remember a penny being there. Um,
1: and, and I've just also noticed as well, he's got an ocean. Is that meant to be the Titanic or something? He's got an
0: yeah, ocean. Yeah, he, he has the Titanic.
1: That's yeah. not new, actually.
0: He's had that okay. before. Um, <laughs> wow. That's cool. You just, you know, why not? I love how later on he has the menu from the Titanic. Yes, yeah, know. that's, yeah. yeah. I think it's a bit morbid, but, oh whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's meant to be romantic, but yeah, it is a bit weird. But uh yeah.
0: No. yeah. Yeah. Well the the Superman is creepy thing is uh big in this issue. It um. is very big. <laughs>
1: Actually, um and Morrison does well to paint a um ambiguous kind of mm. Superman like you 'cause we're obviously going through it um along with, with Lois and you don't know exactly what, what's happening because um, as well, his intelligence has has tripled as well. You, you know, so everything's yep. been augmented. So you don't know whether, and I think Lois kind of conjectures whether he's he's gone mad or something, or he's he's yeah. He's she be wonders, weird.
0: yeah, did something affect him? Yeah. in the sun mm. is what she's wondering, and obviously it turns out she's the one who's been infected. Mm. But you know, you kind of. Like that that paranoia from the thing plus everything that's going on, her seeing that room yeah. and you know, Superman sort of acting like this all of a sudden. Yeah. It's a bit of a perfect storm to cause this. Um but yeah, she's in her monologuing a lot in this issue, like all of this most of this issue is from her point of view. Oh, yeah, really. Yeah,
1: it is, yeah, mostly. Um
0: it's a really nice uh shot of her working on a laptop. With all that stuff outside, I'm not sure what it is.
1: Yeah, well like a meteor shower or something. I don't know, not a meteor shower. Yeah. It must be like a snowstorm or something or yeah, yeah, yeah. Good oh yeah, it is, I
0: think actually, you're right. Yeah. But um, looks quite cosy. Yes. Uh, so you know, and the then, Superman's armory.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I was about to just make comment of uh, Lois just getting comfortable as well. There's there's a uh, Frank Wiley, quite you know, liberal. Oh, he there. just takes a shower. Um. Yeah, open shower there, and then she kind of slips on her her kind of comfy clothes. Um, but you're right. I don't think
0: it's gratuitous, though.
1: No, 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 not at all. It, it, it did surprise me a little bit. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right, let's let's have a look there. But I, I guess, it,
0: yeah, uh, illustrates it her showing how sort of comfortable she is yeah, right now, yeah. in the fortress, yeah, um, as opposed to sexualizing her, which I don't think it really does because it's not like she has a.
1: It's not
0: like they draw her like a um, supermodel or anything.
1: No, no. And that what is that? Um, she's got that glowing f- bouquet of flowers. Um, is that the, I don't know, what is it? It's, it's not, it's not the. Uh, I think it's probably just
0: some flowers that Superman has around. Cause I yeah. mean, I mean well, it on, no he part. picks up some flowers from
1: yeah.
0: Alpha Centauri 4. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure he has all sorts of cool
1: stuff. Yeah, sure. Things. No, that's true. Oh yeah, Alpha Centauri, yeah, true. Um, yeah, you're right. So his armory as well, which is the, the big thing. I love this little, um, play. Uh, a bit of humor here. Like uh, with it being an art gallery, um, <laughs> I hope none of your enemies ever find a way in here, Superman, or any art critics, because because <laughs> uh, uh, the the former, of course, uh, these are the most destructive weapons in the universe. But the latter, yeah. of course, they're they're probably not the best um, looking things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a nice little setup as well for for later on because the the Krypton Kryptonite laser comes into play. Um, yeah. But this is just the beginning of the tour. Like, so we see a lot of nice rooms here. Um, one of the interesting things I think here was the, the time telescope.
0: Yeah. Um, which is very, very um, silver agey to mm. me. But it's also, as I said, though, oh, as you said, this is also very Grant Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is kind of a meeting of two things that so. just work really well together. I think um, so.
1: Yeah. I think that's what Morrison has really done well. He's he's brought in the silver age but he's really kind of made it his own i don't want to say modernize it but he's just he's given it his own spin um yeah yeah yeah
0: i mean like this is it has a lot of love for crazy sci-fi concepts as well yeah. i mean he called he called that ship the ray bradbury in yes. the first yeah, issue yeah absolutely
1: yeah so, oh, that's right i forgot to point that out that was a, an obvious
0: <laughs> yeah it was very annoyed. obvious but i liked it yeah. um you know and so I like I like how he has, um, you know, it's not a museum; it's a time capsule. Like he yeah. wants, you know, future his descendants to sort of come in and yeah. see what it was like and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, all, all this art's great. Oh, I love I love the Sun Eater.
1: The Sun Eater's awesome, and again, I think it's brilliant in the fact that Morrison has diffused um, this. This character, the the Sun Eater, um, but Superman having a solution, ends up actually just being a almost like a pet or, or part of yeah, a zoo yeah. because he can control it. It eats suns, of course, but he also has the Cosmic Anvil from New Olympus, <laughs> so yep. mystical tools that can create suns, mini suns, I think. Yeah, and he just feeds and just feeds them. So it, it's just really fun. It's like it. It's like there's no danger here. Um and I just love how you know what is classically seen as a danger is just easily diffused.
0: Uh, it, it becomes like kind of cute and endearing. Yes. Like yeah, <laughs> it does. Even though it's like this tentacled horror. Um, yeah. well,
1: well not tentacled, but sort of
0: formless. Yeah. Um.
1: Something that but... is particular, or that is seemingly like invincible and, and unstoppable. Um. Yeah. But you know it's just well under control here, so
0: I love, I get the impression because obviously this is in you know this is like in the future and stuff. I get the impression that Su Superman's just mastered a lot of the obstacles mm. that have come up. Yeah. Yeah. Um which I like. Uh and then, you know, Lois Lane looks inside the, the room.
1: <laughs> forbidden room. Yes. yes,
0: Superman's forbidden room. Uh
1: yeah, I mean and at the immediately it does seem quite sinister because oh it does because with yeah. their relationship the last thing you want to hear as Lois is that, you know, uh, what does he say? Um you can go anywhere in the fortress but this room is off limits. It's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I've got no secrets from you except for this room here which you shouldn't go into. Um <laughs> but you know, we find out later on it, it's a lot more harmless than it, it seems, but um yeah, of of course that would breed paranoia. Yeah,
0: yeah, especially that the we see those vapors that are in the room and sort yes. of leaking out. Yeah. That, those must be the ones that she gets exposed to. Yeah, really, because it's after this moment where she starts getting really paranoid. Instead of being like kind of disgruntled, um, you know, it's. Uh, mm. Yeah, like those black and white panels.
1: Oh, yeah, the black and white. Just, just, sorry, Connie, just going back to those vapors as well. And and this is quite well done by Morrison because I didn't notice the vapors before. Um, And then when it is revealed later on that she had been affected by it and it would cause her to be paranoid. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe... It is good to do it like looking back now, but maybe a, a bit more a, telegraphing it a little bit more um, mm. for me would would have worked a bit more. It, it came across as a little a little too subtle or a little like um, just um, a throwaway at the end of like, oh, well, yeah, it- you know, this is, you, you obviously were, were affected by it. Um, you know, it still does its thing. I don't know. For me.
0: I think it just, it. well, I mean, it doesn't only do that. It also sets up the atmosphere of the room. It makes it look creepy like it's yeah. out of a 50s horror movie
1: yeah um, yeah yeah oh no absolutely but i mean towards the end when when superman explained it he said oh you, you probably you know uh, raise uh, extra paranoia and that's probably what you got and then that was it um fair enough i mean I, I did pick up on that when i read it as well but um uh yeah i don't know maybe just a little bit more I mean, that's
0: also a very um <clears throat> sort of silver-aged thing where it's like there's always you know These weird things happen, these weird transformations happening to Lois or Superman, and then it's like, oh, actually, it's not really like this, or you can reverse it, or it's because this thing happened, yeah, you know, or it's like, I'm not really evil, or you didn't actually kill Lana, yes, that was a thing, Um, (laughs) you know, Yeah, but uh, yeah, I still see your point, though. Mm -hmm. Um, that, uh,
1: the dinner on the Titanic dinner on the Titanic. I, I found this an interesting um, thing because I, I was looking at it until it was explained the black and white the stark i mean it, it was mentioned later on in Lois's, uh in a in a monologue about um, i 'd really seen our whole freakish relationship in stark black and white but when yeah. when I was reading it first when they 're going through their conversations, like hmm, this is obviously lois 's perspective, but why is she seeing it in black and white? Um, I thought she'd been affected by something, um, you know, before. But no, I mean, this is pretty much just her perception of Superman. Bef- well, I before. think... It may, I remember, may have been.
0: I remember reading in an interview that Morrison said the black and white thing was the uh, infection.
1: Yeah, there you go. So it may, may have um, been the vapors, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. But it, 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 obviously it also works with her black and white line. But yeah, obviously she's getting more... Yeah. Uh, I like Superman's
1: little cape thing. I I think that's (laughs) a bit weird. He he walks in like a hooded, you know. (laughs) What are you wearing? Traditional Kryptonian formal wear from the fourth age. (laughs) I mean, um, I love how he's learned to sew, um, you know. And and he's tripled his curiosity, imagination, and creativity. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, So it's affected him in all aspects. Yeah. Yeah. but uh,
0: yeah, so this funny exchange where she's like, "Hey, what about this time? What about that time?" It's like, "Oh, that was Batman dressing up for me. That was a, yeah. that was a Superman robot yeah. or something." Yeah. Um, so you know.
1: Yeah, and and yeah, Superman. I swear I wouldn't lie to you. Don't swear because if you were clever, like and she says a ruse, that would mean you'd be lying for me for years, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. So why confiding me now? Which is a, a, a totally justifiable question. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's
0: the big thing It's like he's yeah, he's all about truth and justice, but he has lied to people to keep, yeah. even yeah. though it's to keep them safe. He has lied to people for and, years.
1: Well, yeah, um, and for this instance, he can't tell her. Really, he doesn't want to ruin her her moment to say, like, "Look, hey, I'm dying.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: why I'm telling you because I'm dying." Um. So yeah. Um, so both parts, they're, they're quite, you know, um, quite justified.
0: Yeah. And I love, um, you know, we have the next page. I love the Mirror of Truth and, you know, how he's, uh, I know Lois Lane is typing stuff and getting more paranoid, but if we look at the pages where the panels are Superman's and the Mirror of Truth, uh, so... He puts his glasses on and changes his posture, but in the mirror...
1: Ah, uh, yes. He's still oh, very subtle.
0: Yes. Superman, and he's standing upright. Yep. Uh, which I thought was really neat.
1: Yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that he had the glasses on as well. So, mm. yeah. Cool. Yeah, so really cool. I like this I like this detail, which you can kind of pick up on. It's good. Yeah. It's very... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, I've, I've read it before, so... I'm, but you
1: said you hadn't read it for years. Oh,
0: yeah, true. Mm. Um, I, I haven't, but um, I'm, like, taking time with, yeah. you know, most uh, stuff. And someone, I think it mentioned somewhere about glasses, so I was keeping an eye out for oh, okay. that stuff. But um, I love the, the panel of Lois Lane's mouth, like a really mean-looking.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, um, she says that she's on edge, really, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. What if there was really some part of him that was that like, bumbling Ophish Clark Kent? I just don't know if I could live with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, like, this, all this stuff is sort of, yeah, it's it's making her act out of character, but it's amplifying what's already there. Mm. So, you know... Yeah. Sucks to be Clark. <laughs>
1: And so this next thing here, I mean, so we know now that Lois is a bit paranoid, a bit, you know, over the top in that sense. Uh, This thing with the the mummified or the masked Superman, Mm. with the question mark instead of an S on on his emblem.
0: The unknown Superman of 4500 AD. I like that.
1: Yeah. So this is obviously, so this is the thing because he's come out from the time telescope and this does happen. Um, but I guess Lois just takes it the wrong way, right? Uh, or she, she, she doesn't want to, like, she gets really paranoid and thinking that, um, when well, she starts talking about Superman wanting her to be the mother of a deformed superhuman race or something, I don't, I don't know, understand that. But what, what do you make of this, Connor, this, um this unknown does he pop uh, up anywhere else or what is he i don't know
0: Okay. i think he pops up again in this i think there's some payoff but i don't okay. remember it okay yeah i don't so it as well i am interested to see if he pops up again i like what's this terrible darkness that he's talking about yeah you know? yeah
1: there's a lot of or is
0: this just some mystery you know it would be cool if it was just some mystery as well
1: yeah
0: um because as we know we can only really get transmissions in fragments yeah at this point and and is so, that a
1: joke at the end who who was J-Lo is that is that a reference to J-Lo I'm sure it's not
0: I can't think no? of any reason okay. that Greg Morrison referenced Jennifer
1: Love Hewitt um, no no Jennifer Lopez isn't it
0: oh Jennifer Lopez sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know much celebrities okay but yeah
1: jennifer lopez i can't
0: think of a reason morrison referenced jennifer lopez in this
1: i thought it would make any sense i thought it was just a joke it was meant to be a joke but i I don't know yeah i
0: don't don't think so it
1: seems very out of of place Um, i
0: think it's well i think it's like some kryptonian type name or something you know j-lo or something it's just unfortunate coincidence that it might sound
1: (laughs) okay yeah um yeah so lois gets really (laughs) <laughs> really paranoid let
0: the robots take you away
1: yeah she goes straight for the kryptonite laser yes um, uh, uh. yeah she's she's gone totally mad not so um but yeah no no so he goes up to superman and how, how cool is this so she, she gets him square in the chest uh he's not angry at her not at all um and he's just like, ow. <laughs> oh, interesting. I did discover i become immune to green kryptonite. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I like this sequence. Um, it obviously, raises the tension. You think Superman's going to be, you know, significantly weird. hurt. Well, yeah, or weird uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he did say at the beginning, this is one of the few weapons that will not really hurt him. Um, yeah and uh I like it and then, and then obviously the big reveal i mean that's uh that's the thing mm. at the end
0: the super serum which will, uh which is pretty give cool yeah. superpowers for a day. and he's like oh, does he talk about this
1: he just mentions uh the twenty four hours yeah
0: does he talk about oh yeah yeah being, and then he shows uh the costume,
1: yep. Yeah. He says, um, um, I wanted to make your birthday present, and at six billion letters, it takes even me a long time to read and memorize an entire DNA code. So, you know, his uh, his intelligence levels have, you know, just kind of skyrocketed with this thing. Um, yeah. Uh, and and so what he's, he's now, like, he's putting it to good use, and he's actually made this thing. Uh, what is it? These are exogenes. Um, which allows a human being to duplicate my powers for twenty four hours. Uh, yes. Comic book science. I'll leave it at that. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know how that works, but anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But how cool is that? What a cool present that is.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's like uh, that they have the super bath in Silver Age.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: That's that's, like, um, that's just as good.
1: You can just yeah uh, just relax in that.
0: This one was a bit harder to make, though, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Also, uh, I guess we we get a full look at Superman here. The, you know, the all-star Superman design. Like, the cape is
1: a bit shorter. It is short, isn't it?
0: And, uh, you know, it goes over the shoulders. And all the, also the trunks, um, well, they're less like Speedos, and they're more like...
1: Uh, yeah, and more like, um, I don't know what you call them. Just briefs. Yeah.
0: Briefs. <laughs> I think briefs is a good term, actually, yeah. yeah.
1: But look at Lois's costume, and you're talking about Silver Age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool, right?
0: Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I wonder if he knitted that himself.
1: Yeah, well, he did mention sewing, so he'd become a sewing <laughs> master. It all, it all ties in, so, yeah.
0: does. Yeah. It is quite All good. right, well, um, uh, do you have anything to add to issue two? Like, what, what are you... Sorry? Do you have anything to add, like with uh, issue two and stuff? Oh yeah, no, got... I,
1: I just think it's a it's a really a good follow up to issue one in the sense that um, it, as issue one was a, a big uh, set-up for, for Superman and and sets up his premise. Um, there's like it kind of takes its foot off the pedal a little bit, but in a good way in this one, in the sense that you do get to relax. Although there's a little bit of drama with Lois going a bit paranoid and um that's really just like a, a couple of pages out of the whole thing um uh, Morrison uses Lois to create that tension by having her have that inner monologue throughout which which does give us the you know the exciting excitement in the issue but for the most part it's a it's a nice kind of little breather between superman and lois um it's a little break he's in his fortress we get to see more of his you know of his yeah. his uh, his home and stuff, um, so no, it was it was nice. It was a nice um, way to kind of yeah lead off from the from the first issue.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was um, it was you know I guess this is uh, the first issue set up. This is like the first kind of part of the it's like a little Lois Lane yeah. two parter, Well like tying off his uh, relationship with Lois yeah. and concluding that I guess. Um, although she's in it again, but. I don't think there's any other issues focused on her.
1: Yeah, that's right. From um, memory, issue three is like her with her powers, right? And that that's... Yeah. We'll go through that and then, yeah, and then...
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about, I guess, the sort of ending uh, to the kind of relationship and stuff after issue three. Yep. Um, You know, uh, so... Uh, yeah, but no, I really like this issue. It, it was, um, you know, you saw the kind of like Kind of underlying sadness because he's trying to like, he's dying, he's trying to tell her stuff and that, but yes. she's not listening. But she doesn't know he's dying, so she's not really being, so she, so she is being flippant because, well, I mean, she's being flippant because of fair enough reasons. Yeah. And um, he's just like, hey, but she doesn't know that he's dying, so he's, you know, he's not frustrated, but,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, he's seems like kind of, uh, you know, a bit mopey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh,
1: yeah, it, it doesn't doesn't forget about the main thread of the of no. the thing at all. So Morrison does do it, but he doesn't he doesn't enough also, so you know Superman is is got that on his yeah. mind. But it's not it's not it's underlying exactly. It is a
0: kind yeah. of fun romp, yes. of an issue where it's just sort of hey, you know, I think Superman's just really creepy weirdo, and mm. it's got like a lot of neat things like the the Sun Eater stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah fortress stuff is always good. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's, that's like, um, that ties a the second issue, we can't really, you know, issue three will tie off that, uh, part of the story, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I'll be looking, uh, so obviously next episode we're we'll to, going to be doing episode three and four, mm-hmm. I believe, I believe issue four was like kryptonite shenanigans or something, um, <laughs> with Jimmy Olsen, so...
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Um, Do do we want to rate these, or...?
0: Oh, yeah, how do you want to do that? Are we, like, going to rate issue by issue, or are we going to rate as a whole thing, Mm. or are we going to...?
1: I was about to say as a a whole thing, but, um... Yeah. I
0: mean, as a whole thing probably makes more sense, considering it was conceived as a whole thing. Oh, Um,
1: okay, so you mean, like, until we finish the whole...
0: Yeah. Well, because I guess because like he wrote, yeah, like he sure. wasn't writing us okay. on an issue by issue yeah, basis. No, no let's um, let's do that. But I'm not.
1: Oh well. Know, not, I don't know. Maybe don't really maybe mind. just maybe just for the readers who I'm imagining who may not have read this, may or
0: who are reading along with us, may,
1: reading along, or, or or those that are just interested in all star and want to get our views on it before they they touch base. They they start reading it. Although we haven't, we have kind of spoiled a little, have we? So
0: a little, yeah. yeah. But as I said, like if uh, you know, you should well, you should at least read the issues we're covering. Yeah. um, Before you read this, but I I feel like I feel like if you I don't know if you'd be able to pace yourself like that if you're reading for the first time if you'd be able to Mm, only read two issues every two weeks. Um, (laughs) I guess disclaimer: we will be referring to future events in the book, yes, and stuff, yes. Um, we won't be, uh, I don't know how much we will spoil, but if it's relevant to the discussion, yeah, then we'll probably be talking about it. So. so yeah,
1: we will. So, um, so yeah, I mean, just stop it if you need to. And oh, I don't know, <laughs> just be wary that we, we will spoil stuff as well, because this has been out for a while, but, uh, yeah, yeah okay. I'd, I'd recommend you read all of this and then you
0: yeah. can always reread as we go along as well. Um,
1: yeah. Well maybe instead of rating it I mean I just I'll give it a high recommend definitely to to read. Oh, yeah
0: I mean you know, it's it's all pretty much a ten for me mm. so yeah you know it's probably not going to change um so definitely a very high recommend from me
1: yeah and and look as I, well. I want to say as well because only because you've said it as well Connor at sometimes um sometimes with Grant Morrison because sometimes his his concepts and his ideas do seem to, to get away from a lot of the readers as well, and it does yeah. sometimes get overwhelming. Um, what I feel with with this, All-Star Superman, and so far issues one and two, look, I've read the others, but I'll have to reread them again, um, he, he does make it quite accessible as well. So oh, it's, it's very accessible for, for readers. Um, so you still get his, his fantastic ideas, but you don't get too lost or overwhelmed in his you know, in some of his concepts, so. Um, yeah,
0: I think this is this is definitely the most accessible yeah. Grant Morrison book that I've read. Yeah. And um, the beauty of it is, even though it's super accessible, like, it still has just as much depth as a lot of his other works. Like, you know, oh, if absolutely. you really want to look into yeah. it and really want to try and find stuff, that stuff is actually there
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. to find. But you don't need to find it to enjoy the story mm. yeah. and appreciate it. So, you know, it's always nice when you have something like that yeah uh, like it is is uh action comics his other big Superman work action comics definitely not accessible to newbies yeah to Morrison or Superman um, which is hilarious because it was part of a main title in DC <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: unless you're inclined to that sort of thing then you you might you might lap it up but yeah um, as this kind of very I, good though yeah I, have, I haven't read it but like I I'm, I'm taking your your warning um, as well, you know, just in case, because you, you don't want to be, like, just, oh, what's I mean, happening?
0: It's, like, super complicated, but he, he's, like, uh, it's very much his final word on Superman. Mm. So it's, like, if you're, not, if you're not well-versed in your Superman lore, then you're not going to, yeah.
1: You're not going um, to...
0: It might be confusing. Okay. And you might not really understand what he's doing.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. But, um...
1: You know. Okay. Well, no. I mean, we've still got plenty of issues to come to go uh, mm. to go
0: through. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, another ten issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So, um, as well, please send your feedback. Uh, if you, I know a lot of people, and there are a lot of fans of All Star Superman as well. Yep. Let us know what you think. Uh, even if if it is for issues one and two as well, we can always still talk about it and discuss it in our future episodes.
0: Uh, feedback's never too late. You can yeah. send us feedback for Action 1000 if you want. <laughs> yeah, <either>. exactly.
1: <laughs> <For> episode <laughs> one of this show, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, We'd love hearing from you. We'd love hearing your ideas. Thank, a big thank you to the super fans that have been reaching out to us as well. Um, yes,
0: definitely.
1: But, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, This is a big one, All-Star Superman. So, so now's the time to drop in your thoughts. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Yeah, it's probably the most, uh, generally the most well-regarded Superman book. So, or beloved, whatever have you. So, yeah, uh, drop us your thoughts if you're inclined, or you can just tell us that's gold. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's cool, too. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, until next time, um, you know, don't... Mm, <laughs> Don't, don't lie to people don't lie like, don't,
1: um, don't lose yeah. your house key to the fortress of solitude cause...
0: Do, do, do the best with the time you have <laughs> yeah. yes and yeah, feed that's your that's sun eaters instinct. as well yes definitely <laughs> all right until next time all right see ya catch ya. superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of dc